get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games There's an old saying back in the day amongst Blue Bomber fans, it even became a marketing slogan, and that was, believe in blue. But in 2023, and really over the last number of years, these championship seasons and Grey Cup appearance seasons for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, believe in blue has become, I think, a mentality of the team itself. You heard Drew Wolitarski, say as much following his touchdown in the fourth quarter. He said, we got this. Brady Oliveira mentioned it to TSN after the game. There's belief. Dalton Schoen said it at halftime to TSN. 10 points. It's nothing. This Blue Bombers team showed something today that I don't know if they've shown yet this season. They've shown it in years past, but boy, oh boy, did they ever play a different second half of football than they did in the first. Welcome inside Game Day After Dark. My name is Darren Bombing. Thanks for joining us here on Winnipeg's postgame show. Your final score in overtime, Winnipeg Blue Bombers 34, BC Lions 26. And this victory not only secured the season series for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers against the BC Lions, it puts them into first place in the West, and their magic number is now one. What does a magic number mean? One win by Winnipeg or one loss by BC would equal Winnipeg hosting the West Final on November 11th at IG Field. If Winnipeg loses out and BC wins out, and we'll get into the remaining schedules and, and all the stats and numbers, Schnitzi is waiting in the green room, ready to jump on. He's fired up, wearing the chain. I see you, Schnitzi. What's going on, buddy? Uh, bring him in right away. We're going to watch some video highlights, lots to get to uh, on the show. But Winnipeg would need to lose out and BC would need to win out in order for BC to surpass Winnipeg and win the West Division in the regular season. Uh, here's the thing. As we bring in Zach Schnitzer. Schnitzy, this Blue Bombers team has done what they needed to do. And when all looked dire and lost, frankly, VA dice the Bombers up. Throw, 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 throw. Pepper in a run. Throw, throw, throw. Deep shots. Dangerous shots. Winnipeg seemed to just figure it out. And the defense not only brought pressure, but just wouldn't allow BC to get any momentum going offensively like they did in the first half. What say you in this overtime victory? A huge one. What a game, buddy. That was one of the most exciting bomber wins I've ever seen in my entire life. No question. Life. And I, I know that might sound like hyperbole to some, but I don't, I don't actually think it is. Down by 10 with just over two minutes left, they, they have that miraculous like 
third down uh, stand, Darren, uh, against former Winnipeg Blue Bomber Dominic Davis, who's a giant of a human being, should just be able to fall forwards. And they come back and, and they tie it up. And and then you see this crazy play with Dominic Rhymes, who needs to go down. Thank goodness Cramdy missed him on the tackle. Because if he would have tackled them, BC wins the game. They have they have they would have had one or two seconds left. I mean, and then they go to overtime. They they've they've lost two overtime games this year. And then, you know, I, I knew it as soon as we won the lost the toss and we're going first, I'm like, we've got this. I, I had a feeling, DB. I had a feeling, but you know, blues Jules going Hersky into the we bye week be damned. Blues going into the bye week, be damned, I say. What an incredible game. I think one of the classic wins uh, or even just games uh, you with the Bombers that I've seen in years. Just one of those one of those classic games I'll never forget and just so enjoyed watching it with my friends, Andrew and Caitlin, uh, especially Caitlin, who's a massive Bombers fan. Andrew was kind of just, uh, you know, <laughs> he he demurred us. He he along he was for the ride. Kind of, he was along for the ride. He just loved seeing his wife uh, and buddy happy. And what an incredible game, buddy! Yeah, everybody in the live chat. Great to see everybody. They're all saying, "Hey, Schnitzy, how are you?" Hey, you buddy. Know, uh, good good friend uh, since we were little kids. Derek McGoran. Zach is looking all smiles. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, you, you are, man. You you look and sound really good. Like, I well, mean, look just at the, on a personal level, right? Uh, you're you're clearly happy because it's almost like the the more, you know, bitter the the toil is, the sweeter the victory is. Oh, 100%. 100%, buddy. Like, I think me and, and many Bomber fans, all Bomber fans, were demoralized after that first half. You know, we go down 20 to 10. We give them that freebie field goal. Uh instead of a one score game, it's a two score game. I know you didn't like that. You were texting me. I didn't like that call. I didn't like running it on second down and giving them the free shot there. I thought they, uh, well, first of all, Jerry and Grant should have let that ball go into the end zone to give up a single. It was, it was within the tens. He needs to let that go, but going down 20 to, and then for the defense to turn that game around where they were giving up big play after big play, the defense gave up 83 yards of offense in the second half in overtime. That's incredible. And then you have that third down stand. Huge. Oh, my God. Like, well, yeah, almost threw up there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Waiters saying, uh, Waiter, great to see you, Waiters. Uh, one of the OGs here on Bonfire, uh, one of the OG Firestars. I almost threw up on the last play of regulation, <laughs> says <laughs> Waiters too. watching live. Well, and you know what? Let's look at it. Let's get into oh, some video we highlights and, and start breaking, breaking this and I one down. Caitlin screamed at the TV. She's got two little kids upstairs sleeping. <laughs> BC is going to take a shot. And they've got Dominic Grimes at the 40, at the 30. Grimes is going to score. No Parker, Parker makes the tackle. And we're going to overtime. If he had gone down, they got time for a field goal. So Crazy. If he had gone down, as Farhan Lalji rightly stated, they would have had time for a field goal. But Dom Rhymes, like, look, I'm going to forgive Dom Rhymes, not because the oh, forced overtime, whatever, objectively. 
objectively, if I was his teammate, if I was his coach, I'd be disappointed in the result. But I forgive him because these guys are wired to score. And when you break a tackle, like, like you know, uh, Davis Sanchez and Milt Stiegel debated this on, on the postgame. Um, I agree with Davis in that he was breaking a tackle. He loses track. He likely, lo- like, look at that. The, the ball freaking bounced up in the air and he caught it. Yeah. Did you notice that? Look look at when the yeah. ball arrives. Look yeah. at it. It hits home and then it's bobbled up in the air. Incredible. Boop. Just like it's So there, Cramdy incredible play. Cramdy tries to to take him down. He's unable to. Right there. Thank goodness he doesn't take him down. 2 seconds remaining. <laughs> yeah. The best missed tackle of the Blue Bomber season, <laughs> right? Right, amazing. Like he, like if he makes a tackle, we lose. It's incredible. And then people are saying, "Well, you know, he he should have gone down there." Well, like think of this mentally bobbled, and and what's he looking at? He's looking at like wide open spaces and the end zone. Yeah. And he doesn't know Cramdy's behind him. Looks over his shoulder. There he is. And and like, like here's the whole thing. I'm not going to blame Dom Rimes because in any other situation, you would try to break that tackle and score. And he's thinking score. Now, in hindsight, sure. He made the wrong decision. But Darren, don't you think the coaches coach them up? In in you know the 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 little bit of a scrum or huddle they have before for sure yeah Paul Apolis mentioned that go you know, down that, that uh, you know you communicate that in the huddle but he thought he was going to score a touchdown he really he thought he was but he knew it right there he knew it he he knew it at the end he grabs his head and and knows he's not in um, I know but, I know he's wired to score but he doesn't need to score a touchdown and he needs to know that. Hit the live chat. Let us know. Am wow. I out to lunch? Is uh, Milt Stiegel right? Is Davis Sanchez wrong? How did you see it? Hit the live chat. Hit the thumbs up while you're at it, too. Uh, great to see everybody joining us live on, on YouTube and Facebook. Maybe you're watching on Twitter. Head over to YouTube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Um, maybe you're listening to the podcast uh, afterwards or the next morning. Maybe it's the next morning because this game started after dark, at least here in Winnipeg. Uh, and we are here on After Dark in the post game, but uh, I want to know your thoughts. Uh, Schnitzi reads the comments. So do I. Walby reads them too. Uh, so be sure to do that. You can text the hotline 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. It's just like texting your mama. Standard message rate supply. Um, this was one of many monumental moments in this game. Shifting moments. Bonfire burning points, if you will. We got to get into Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right, the Happy Honker, the Bonfire Burning Point, which you could probably put in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, overtime. Lots to be debated there. Hit the live chat um, and and get to those as well. Um, Just looking at my notes here, Schnitzi, the strip sacks on back-to-back drives for the Bombers. Uh, Dalton Schoen leaving the game, the Jekyll and Hyde job by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense, um, Vernon Adams Jr., uh, you know, Zach Kolaris, the mistakes, uh, the pass rush, the tackling, um, Janarian Grant, I think 
helped Winnipeg win this game more than uh, a lot of people, I think, would, would give him credit for. Just setting Winnipeg up at the 45, the 50, um, instead of, you know, like maybe an 8, eight 10, 15 yard return like they, you know, would get from Parker or McCray uh, back pass. Um, Westwood's wide to the right, too. There, there's some moments in this game that uh, I don't think people uh, liked particularly uh, a lot. Penalty in the end zone. Um, we'll get into that uh, as well. Uh, do you want to? Let, let's get into Wobby's Warrior right off the hop before we get into some more highlights and that sort of thing. You got a warrior tonight, Schnitzi. Who stands out to you? Well, I, I see in the chat people are saying give it to Brady. Well, Br- Brady's getting a game ball. I'm just going to give that away right now. Brady is getting one of my game balls. I am going to give. Uh, um, I'm going to give two warriors, buddy. Love it. One is to Zach Kolaris. He fumbles the ball away on two consecutive drives in the red zone. You cannot do that. He's trying. He's like full tilt poker. He knows he's down. He's trying to get back up right away. Just take the sack, buddy. Just take the sack. Keep your hands on the ball. Give us a chance for a field goal. But as I always say about Zach Laris, he is such a warrior. The, The mental fortitude of doing that two times and then coming back and throwing for 389 yards, 389 yards in the biggest game of the year with all that, uh, with all that difficulty, with all that adversity. He is a true warrior, Darren. He is a true leader of this team. He's the best player on the team. He's the best player in the league. And he showed it there. Like I, and I was mad at him and, and he, he shouldn't have thrown that ball into double coverage. I think it was TJ Lee with the pick there, Darren. He made some mistakes. He missed mm-hmm. some guys today, yep. but he comes back as a warrior. And the other warrior, I've never given it to two warriors, but there's two warriors. There's two warriors in this game. And another warrior is named Jamal Parker. This mm-hmm. is a guy who we, we you know, who was much maligned in terms of getting back on the roster for the returns. He wasn't doing much, but he comes in with the injury to Demario Houston to slot in at um, the weak side corner. And they tried to pick on him, Darren, even Mm -hmm. that first big throw by, by Vernon, by VA to uh, lucky whitehead. They tried to pick on him. He was right there in tight coverage and he makes a game saving tackle. Whether or not you think Dom rhyme should have known to go down. He was going to the end zone. If it wasn't for Parker taking him down. And I just yep. think I love those stories um, where where a guy who is maybe criticized a little bit, who who comes in in spot duty in, in a very important position and at the corner position, I think for him to do what he did, I, I think he's a warrior as well. So I have co-warriors. I like it. I like it. Um, I do not disagree. So I'm going to give my warrior to uh, somebody a little bit different. Um and of course, following Walby's Warrior, we do Westwood's Wide to the Right. So before we do Westwood's Wide to the Right, and as I mentioned, my Warrior, let's look at the stats here uh, for the Blue Bombers offense. Uh, let me get rid of this so we can see my Warrior. There was a play in this game, Schnitzi. Did you notice the play this guy made? Yeah. Rashid Bailey, two catches on three targets, 48 yards. Okay. I mean, Shown at 86, Oliveira at 85, plus 73 on the ground. Kenny Lawler was a beast tonight, nine for 97 when everybody was 
kind of sleeping on him. Huge game for Drew Wolitarski, getting to the end zone, um, you know, uh, picking up a second down conversion. Uh, he, he was, you know, two two clutch catches uh, for him. Same with Dembski, you know, uh, 18-yard run and, uh, uh, and, and a catch uh, as well, or a couple catches for 16 yards. Rashid Bailey putting his shoulder into Jalen Edwards Cooper. And I don't know if yeah. you noticed, but Jalen Edwards Cooper had his shoulder therapy taped. What's therapy tape? Well, so so too did Dalton Schoen. You see those like strips of tape, often colored a bright color. Uh, you know, they'll have them wherever on their body, their neck, their back, their legs, their arms. Um, Jalen Edwards Cooper had his left shoulder therapy tape. So he's dealing with something there, right? Sometimes it's just muscle fatigue or whatever. Uh, Rashid Bailey was watching Jalen Edwards Cooper hit guys in coverage, watching Jalen Edwards Cooper be physical with, and you know, really play a, a physical style of game for a DB. Um, you know, push guys out of bounds. Maybe when you don't have to, it's a little bit, you know, plays on the edge, Jalen Edwards Cooper. Uh, took some penalties tonight too, one for sure. Rashid Bailey catches a, a little crossing route and absolutely buries his shoulder into Jalen Edwards' shoulder. Perfect tackle form and perfect finish on a run for a ball carrier. And Bailey popped up and spun the ball because he knew he was the hammer and not the nail. For that play alone, <laughs> for a guy that is, you know, I like the way Farhan Lalji put it, kind of the forgotten guy in this receiving core. I've had people in the live chat even call it up, like, bombing, what are you doing, man? You're mentioning all the guys. You're not mentioning Rashid Bailey. Guilty. He's my warrior tonight because it does not matter to Rashid Bailey. They call him Showtime Sheed for a reason. When he steps on the field, it doesn't matter if he gets thrown to three times or 13 times. It's showtime. He plays so friggin' hard. Huge kudos to Rashid Bailey. Uh, it's plays like that that puts doubt in defensive backs, in the defense, in the opponent. Uh, Rashid Bailey helped this team win tonight with more than just 48 yards on two catches. Monster. I, that's that my Wolby's warrior. Love that warrior call, buddy. I, I just don't think he gets enough love, Bailey. And and when he does show up on screen like that, we got to celebrate it. Agreed. Agreed. Zach Kolaris, 75% passing, 389 yards, as you mentioned, Snitzy. Two touchdowns, one interception, two fumbles. Now, I've got an issue with calling a strip sack a fumble. The first one, I yeah. will call that a fumble, okay? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he gets spun around and, and whatever, the second one that Tehama rips out of him and, and, you know, he rumbled 51 yards for a return. Um, I'm not, I'm not putting that on Zach Kolaris. That's just a, a, that's a strip sack. Quarterbacks aren't meant to protect the football. They're meant to do things with the football. And well, don't you, you think they still have the, to protect the, the football though? Well, yes, they're yes, of course, of course you check me. I'll take it. Of course, they're supposed to protect the football. But when the mayhem is happening around them and you expect them to make a play, make a throw, make a decision in those fractions of a second, that's going to happen once in a while. Yeah, protect the football. Absolutely. And did Kolaris need to be better protecting the football tonight? No question. 
But that second one is the one that I'm not going to hang on the quarterback. He played a good game, nearly 400 yards passing. Yeah. One pick, the the pick was a costly one, but it was early. If anything, I thought the second one was one where he maybe should have been more careful with the ball because it looked like he was being taken to the ground, but he was still trying to get it out of his, like he was trying to pass it off or something. Whereas the first one, he gets spun right into bets and can't even see him. It seemed to me like uh, the second one was one he should have had back, but but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, right. I've got I've got a look at one right here. Let's let's pull up the the highlights. Do you guys like the highlights? I want to know in the live chat. Yeah, baby. I don't know. Do, we do love get, the highlights. Do you get video highlights anywhere else? I'm not sure. I don't think uh, so. So this is the one from Bets where Kolaris spins and tries to evade pressure um and bets coming off the edge like he just speed rushes jamarcus hardrick and blindsides zach kolaris even though that is not his blind side but like bets is what's he got 16 sacks this year yeah he's crazy good he's he's catching he's chasing brent johnson is it just uh, me or is he kind of annoying though that video he's just kind of an annoying guy yeah, no, no, no. He he's a, he's an eclectic personality. Um, okay. There, <laughs> like, okay. there, like Zach doesn't even sure. see him there. So I, I, I don't know if I put that on Zach. No, that one, that one, I don't put on Zach. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. But well, look, that's that video that the uh, the the Lions put out about. Hey, we got a big game tomorrow. Come watch, or like you know, he yeah, says it's so deadpan. deadpan. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, no, that was kind of funny. I just, I yeah. just, just the jawing he was doing and how good he is. You don't get called annoying if you're, if you're don't do anything. Like he's annoying because he's really good. Yeah. If you're a defender and you're annoying, it's almost like a, that's, that's good. A, that's a kudos. That's a kudos. <laughs> Sandy also agrees. She can't stand bets. There you go. Good to I see know you, I'm Sandy. right when Sandy agrees with me. Yeah. Good, good to see you, Sandy. Man, I Man. can't even keep up with the live chat because it's like, dude, it's like rapid fire. There's so many people in the chat there's and seven, just machine gunning. There's 700 comments in the live chat. <laughs> I okay. love it. Oh, and you know what? I've got to do this. Uh, big kudos to uh, these individuals. Uh, Sasha gave us a super chat. Ten bucks. Oh, wow. Sasha gave us ten bucks, Schnitzi. That ten Thank bucks you, is yours. Sasha. That All 10 right. bucks is yours, man. And I will give it right back to you to go buy some hats. <laughs> Travis <laughs> with a super chat. Great game. Thanks, Bonfire, for the coverage. Go blue, says Travis. $2.79. You've got the 10 bucks. I'm taking the 279. Okay. Okay. You take the 279. All right. I don't even I didn't even know they had the super chat capability on this. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big ups. Big ups to the super chats. Uh Never, uh, I think we might've had one before, but it didn't even, I didn't even know it's like my streaming software now has this feature where I can see oh, it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. get this. Okay. So I'm, you got the 10 bucks. I got the $2 and 79 cents. I'll, I'll give you this one too, Schnitzi. super chat from the one and only no Ryan Friesen, 20 bucks. That's your Schnitzi. You guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank God that the BC player decided it wasn't a good idea to go down, but to go for it all. The West Division is Winnipeg's. Edmonton is mentally done. Keep up the good work on Hazeldell. Yeah, Inside baby. joke to, to finish it off. 900 block. 
Go check it out. Come see me there. That's where I live. (laughs) 975 Hazeldale, baby. Thanks, Friesen. Appreciate the the love. Thank you, Friesen. uh, That's really nice of you, man. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you're right. The 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 live chat is is just ripping. Uh, I I can't keep up, but uh, love everybody, dude. We there. captured first place in the freaking West Division. Yeah. Like it's essentially ours. Well, it's a first another, round buy. It's like winning two games. Another super chat from the Rum Hut. Four dollars and twenty cents. Right. Might stick to the rum, but uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Rum Hut. So you Very got 30 nice bucks and I got what? I got 279 and 420. So I might have enough for a pop. I like 420. Yeah. 420, baby. Let's keep it. Let's keep it PC. Keep it it's PG. After dark here. PG, Sorry. PC. What is it? N- P- neither. PC, PC, PG. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, B Henderson. I wonder if the golfer, Brooke, Brooke Henderson. Brooke Henderson. $20 yeah. will get you a quarter turkey. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, the gravy bowl. Indeed. I didn't really understand that. Well, you know, like gravy goes in a bowl. So it's a gravy bowl. Like no, a I, game. I, I get it. I doesn't guess. doesn't I, the, I the gravy go it. in a boat? I didn't love it. I thought gravy goes in a boat. Actually, yeah, you're right. It does go in a boat. Yeah. Yeah, gravy bowl. I didn't love it. Didn't love it, but uh, whatever. So... Let me pull this up here. This one. This is the one that I'm not hanging on Kolaris. Okay. Let me see if I can bring it in here. Bring it in here. Let's bring it back. Second and 10 line, show pressure, but don't. This time, a sack. Kolaris brought down and another fumble. Sioni Tuhema has it. The whistle is not gone. Could he have protected the ball better there? Yeah. I thought, yeah, like I thought like he was trying to maybe make a play on it when the play was clearly over and he should have just taken the sack. But knocking on the door and for the second time in this half, Caleros fumbles the ball. We'll get another look here. Yeah, Zach stepping up here. He's going to try to eat it right here, but yeah. he can't corral oh, it. Oh, he tries to eat it. You're right. Just you know, he's trying to make something happen. I don't know. I mean. You probably, you probably, oh, that's not the right one. <laughs> Hang tight. Where am oh I? my gosh. I've got the pinwheel of death. You Macintosh users will know what I mean with the pinwheel of death. Um, there he is. Got you back on there, Schnitzy. Yeah, buddy. Um, he's trying to make something happen. Should he, you know, could, could he have protected the football better? Yes. But I mean, that that's tough. Here's the question. Who's the MOP between these two quarterbacks? And also, is Brady the MOP? And then I have a follow-up question after that. I think is the most important one. Who cares? We won. No, I mean, (laughs) um, I I think I think the the MOP between Adams and (laughs) sure, sure. The MOP between Adams and and Kolaris, I think it's Kolaris. I think he outplayed Adams. Adams was Adams was completely neutered in the second half in overtime. Mm. They figured I see him what out. What you did there? Yeah, Lions, neutered. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have a good one there. Yeah, yeah. I I I think uh, I think he was shut down. I think I think Adams looked great in the first half, but if you're an MOP, you got to look good the whole game. 
Do you? Of course. I think so. I think you have to you have to be consistently good the whole game. So Adams finished with, I don't know, 30, 40 yards less than Kolaris passing. Uh, nearly 20% less efficient with the football because it was just two and out, two and out, two and out in the second half. Yeah. One one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, didn't have much help on the ground. Mizell, uh, well, they just didn't run the ball. They don't, um, well, they, they, they have the lowest um, rushing attempts in the league. Yeah. It used to be Hamilton. Now it's them. Wherever James Butler did, leaves. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did Tommy Condell travel to BC? Is he playing? Uh, is he one Ooh. of the coaches? Maybe. Hey, I can take shots at Condell. Is he a buddy yeah. of yours? No, I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you were taking umbrage there, Darren. Yeah. Well, no, no. You're you're well, reading he's in, a former Ticat after you're all. reading into uh uh to that one. Uh jogging doggy says, What's the status of Dalton shown? Yeah, what happened to him? No update. No update. Um, and I don't think we'll get one. I mean No, not <laughs> from the bombers. What year are we of Mike O'Shea now? We're into his his what is it, his third contract? One? Tenth year, I think. We're into his fourth contract because it was like contract extension, extension. I think we're into his fourth contract. This is the Blue Bombers now. Yeah. If a player gets hurt, you won't know until, you know, reporters at practice start to, you know, investigate. And by that, I mean, look on the field because you ask the coach, he won't tell you. You ask the players, they won't tell you. Um, but um, yeah, so no update. Bombers are on the bye as well right now. So uh, so Adams has 354 yards. It's nothing to sneeze at. But I think Zach had a, I think Zach outplayed him today. Yep. Uh, so I would give it to Zach. Now, would I give it to Brady or Zach? Boy, that's a hard one. I mean, in some ways, the, the quarterback is a default because they play the hardest position in sports. The ball is in their hand, hundred almost 100% of the, well, not 100% of the snaps, but, you know, on offense, 100% of the snaps, uh, except when Prukop comes in. But, man, it's a hard – like, I can't tell you right now because what Brady did with 158 yards of combined offense, uh, scoring that touchdown in overtime from nine yards out, Darren, I think he was eight for eight receiving the ball, so he didn't even drop any balls, and he stabbed one out of the air with one hand. That That's nice. a running buck making a one-handed catch, stabbing a ball out of the air. I know it was only a three-yard gain or wherever it was, but man, Brady so, is something else. Well, and Brady's the reason why Winnipeg had nearly 500 yards of net offense to 350 for the Leos because the Lions don't run the ball. Kolaris out through both percentage and yardage. Um uh, Vernon Adams. And then Brady ran for a whole bunch on the ground, like the, the run game and the way he's able to take over late. Like, let me, let me read you Winnipeg's, uh, final possession of regulation. It was a seven play 37 yard drive that Castillo capped with a 28 yard field goal. It was Oliveira runs for six catches for 13. That was the one handed grab. Oh, was that catches. a 13-yard gain? Yep. Wow. Uh, I, 
I don't think I'm mistaken, but either way. Uh, so run for six, catch for 13, catch for two, run for 12, run for five. Then Kolaris throws an incompletion and Castillo kicks a 28-yard field goal. That was that was Winnipeg's final possession of regulation. So it's just, it's Brady, Brady, Brady. So this is my question to you and, and to the live chat, everybody out there. The conversation is Kolaris versus Vernon Adams for West Division MOP. Who will face Chad Kelly at the national voting level? But here in Winnipeg? Like, it's a distinct possibility Brady Oliveira usurps Zach Kolaris for most outstanding player. And then, this is my question. Will it do justice to the entirety of it? Because I don't see Brady Oliveira beating out Vernon Adams Jr. Just because of the positions that they play. Now here in Winnipeg, we watch this, these players a lot closer and some people will vote based on, you know, uh, some of the guys, you know, some people will vote on, well, you know, the quarter, if it's, if it's a, if it's a toss up, give it to the quarterback. They play a tougher position. Uh, others will weigh it differently. I haven't decided myself, you know, I, I have the honor of, of voting being one of the five media voters here in Winnipeg, uh, the head coach in every market gets a vote as well. Um, but uh, if Brady beats out Kolaris for Winnipeg's most outstanding player nominee, I don't think Brady will beat out Vernon Adams Jr. Really? I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, I hope I'm wrong because... I hope I'm wrong if <laughs> I hope I'm wrong if Kolaris isn't the nominee. Because if Kolaris is the nominee, I, I think he'll he'll represent the West. Um and let's remember the most important part of all of this. Zach Kolaris has won two straight MOP awards, and a third straight is unprecedented. It's Doug yeah, Flutie. It's Doug, Doug Flutie, Flutie shit. It's Doug yeah. Flutie shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But do you think, um, like, if do you think it, Brady might be short of the most outstanding player on the Bombers just because he's such a landslide for most outstanding Canadian? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that'll. I don't know if that'll factor. Can you be both? Of course. Of course. But I think the fact that he's Canadian, you know, that way he gets an award and Zach gets an award, right? Like maybe that's the yeah, way. Yeah, but this is it. pro football here, right? It's not about spreading the love around with participation trophies. Um, <laughs> maybe it is if Mike O'Shea's voting because he wants to, he wants to give, he wants everybody to feel the love. Sure. But maybe not from the media. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, five for 58 and two for 45, uh, that 31 yard pass interference on, uh, I think it was Jalen Edwards Cooper, uh, Winnipeg was unable to, uh, uh, to capitalize on that, but what a huge, I think that was the Tehama strip sack. Um, but, uh, 
man, uh, some of those those opportunities Winnipeg had in the first half. The the MOP question, I mean, we're going to have a long time to, you know, we're going to have a lot of time to uh, disseminate all of that, right? We're going to have a long, a lot of time to disseminate all that. Bombers on a bye this week. They then wrap their regular season home to Edmonton on Friday, October 21st at the Madhouse IG Field. Uh, and then they wrap up in Calgary. CFL week 21, Friday, October 27th. That's an 8 p.m. kickoff central time, 6 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, the 21st in Winnipeg. Uh, the BC Lions, meanwhile, also have one by remaining. And it's in week 21. So if BC, I mean, you could say had, will win, whatever. BC has a bye the final week of the regular season. If they win the West, which is slim right now, chances, uh, they would have back-to-back buys going into a West final. Probably not going to be the case, but they are in Hamilton next week as the Bombers are on the bye. Uh, BC is then home to Calgary uh, and then the bye to, to finish the regular season. So again, Winnipeg's magic number one. Magic number meaning one Bombers win or one Lions loss and Winnipeg secures the West Division title. We'll host the uh, the West Final November 11th at IG Field. Who do you who do you give the MOP to DB? In Winnipeg? Between Vernon and, and Zach and Zach and uh, Brady. Oh, it's not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision. Uh, 2019 was a very tough ballot for a lot of reasons. And, and, you know, uh, we, we don't need to disseminate into all of that, but, uh, this is a really tough ballot, really tough. Um, you know, I gave Derek Taylor, uh, uh, credit on Twitter, uh, yesterday, I think it was, or maybe the day before, because he, he laid out some good thoughts and, and the whole thing was a lot of people, uh, don't like, you know, they look at Zach Kolaris and say, well, he's not as good as he was last year or the year before. That doesn't mean he's not outstanding. He's still very, very good. Um, you know, and, and, uh, yard yards per attempt, um, you know, efficiency scoring, big playability, all of those things, uh, are important to, to weigh into all of this, you know, some say, well, Brady Oliveira, he has the offensive line opening holes for him. Well, watch how he runs. Don't you think the offensive line helps a quarterback do their job too? Um, so most valuable player? No. Most outstanding player? It's tough. I, I can't give you an answer. I can't give you an answer today. I'm going to have to come up with an answer soon. Very soon. Those mm-hmm. ballots are, are yeah, going you're out, gonna so. vote. You're but fans voter. can can go vote. So Schnitzi, you go to CFL.ca and you vote who is your MOP in Winnipeg and in the West. Yep. I'm asking you, who who do you Oh, you're asking me right now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you, it's like Gran, Granny script. Bomber fan. What's your answer, <laughs> DB? Answer the question. You're, you asked me a question. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you feel like uh-huh. me. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, if I think about it right now, I think it's Kolaris, but um, cause I, I think Kolaris, it's just, it's just the position. It's the bias. Maybe 
John I, Chan I brings up uh, too many turnovers this season. Yeah, well, he has thrown he's thrown more picks than he did last year already. So yeah. he's lost a couple fumbles here and there, you know. But Brady's lost a few fumbles as well. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the, a good case could be made for either of them. I guess I like to spread the love. So give Zach Alaris the MOP. Give Brady Oliveira the most outstanding Canadian. With uh, with an honorable mention to Nick Dembski, who almost has a thousand yards, he keeps creeping ever closer, Derek, to that thousand yards. But he's not quite there. I think he only had sixteen yards of re- receiving today, or something. So, uh, Chris Walby and I on Game Day Winnipeg in our pregame show, we do always here on Bonfire. We debated our uh, Blue Bombers um, ballot. Very tough to find most outstanding rookie, Damian Jackson, Jamison Sheehan. It's tough. Okay. Uh, But we were kind of hung on most outstanding defensive player. Jefferson, Jeff Coat, Dietrich Nichols, Evan Holm. I think Evan Holm's an all-star. I don't know if he's MLB. Demario Houston. Demario, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. There's a there's a few you could pick there, man. Like off the top uh, of your head, who, who do you like as most outstanding defensive player? I would love to hear the live chat. Let us know who's the most outstanding defensive player on the Blue Bombers this year and why. It's tough. I think I think it'll be Jefferson, but you could argue it could be Nichols. You could argue it be Jeff Coat. Uh, I don't think it'll be Jeff Coat though, because I think Jefferson has more stats and he's been healthier. Um. I don't think they'll give it to a defensive back. It's so hard to give it to a defensive back, it seems. I don't know why, but uh, it's too bad. But defensive backs don't usually get the love unless they have a bunch of interceptions like Houston. But off the top of my head, I think they'll give it to Jefferson. He got a sack tonight, maybe more than one. We had, we had what, six sacks tonight? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Many Brian of them in Friesen the second half. Says uh, Willie Jefferson had a horrible night. Uh, I don't completely disagree, but I also don't agree. A horrible, is he being tongue in cheek? He had a couple of knockdowns. He had a He sack. also had some plays where he kind of looked out of discombobulated, you know? Yeah. Nice um, word, discombobulated. Underused. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the live chat. Keep, keep it up guys. Love that. And hit the thumbs up if you haven't yet. Um, there are times where Willie looks like he's maybe taking the playoff or not fully there. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, he just doesn't look like his normal self. And then there's other times where he's like, I'm going to bull rush this guy and then I'm going to rip and get through and you know, there's other times where I'm going to take on two guys. I'm going to take on the guard and the tackle and look over them and jump up and knock a pass down. You know, uh, so it it's kind of like, you know, if, if you had Alexander Ovechkin in like 2006, right, where you get him on the power play and he's probably going to score and, you know, he's going to pot 50. But he's also going to be a defensive liability at times. And, you know, you can't really rely on him to 
you know, check his man all the time. Now, Ovechkin turned his career around because he tried to become a more complete player. They gave him more leadership opportunities, became the captain and, and you know, won a Stanley Cup. Um, different, obviously, for, for Willie Jefferson. But he's just so friggin' good. He's so dang good. And then there's times where you're like, what was he doing on that play? You know, where's the effort? So. Do you, you think know, it maybe, do you think it maybe more stands out more because he's so big and tall and rangy that mm-hmm. you can tell when he's uh, maybe not giving it his all, or maybe he is giving it all and doesn't look like it because he's so tall and rangy. And if he's looking to knock down a pass, maybe it just looks like he's standing there doing nothing just to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think that's you know the way a lot of people or some people see it. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. Taylor uh, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Taylor? Willie is such a good human. I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a huge fan of Willie as a person. Um, beautiful family, lovely people. Uh, they're just they're just good people. Uh, and and you know Willie is. Willie, you know, I've, I've had a ton of respect for Willie just as a, as a man, um, for years, really since he came to Winnipeg. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, but football's football. We're going to, we're going to dice it up. We're going to dice it up. Uh, Oh, and some people making a good point here on the chat saying that maybe they should rotate him in more. Uh, maybe he's not as fresh as he needs to be. Uh, I thought, I thought they did a little more rotating in this game than they have in past games. They dressed how many, like, uh, seven defensive defensive uh, linemen or something. I, I think it was another more team to dress like nine. Speak. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes we've been only been dressing like f- five or six. Yep. Yeah, six versus like, yeah. It doesn't sound like a lot, but like six versus eight or six versus nine is is a lot. Yeah, That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Waka Waka says, you know, do we want sacks more or potential interceptions? Um, I think it's just about disruption, you know, uh, a sack is, you know, like a slam dunk. It's more deflating to the opponent. It's flashier, but it's, you know, and, and yeah, you, 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 the, the offense loses yards, but it's the same thing as an incompletion. It's the same thing as a tackle, you know, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's just, you're hitting the quarterback, you're taking him down. That's hard thing to do. And and I think it's just a little bit of an exclamation point. Um, but a pass knockdown, I think is similar to a slam dunk, not physically, literally, but figuratively it's similar in that the quarterback is clean and delivers and he's just gets a, gets a big mid up on it. You know? Yeah. I think that's, uh, th- that's as deflating for the opponent. So, uh, I, I don't know how many knockdowns he has this year, but it, it's, it's off the charts. It's, you know, it's him like and then a bunch of DPs. Yeah. yeah, 16 or 17. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. Okay, what's your what's your burning point, buddy? Oh, we didn't do Westwood's wide to the right. I'll just or say burning qu- point. Quickly. Well, you want to do burning point? We always do Westwood's wide to the right after Walby's Warrior. Oh, sorry, buddy. You're right. We do. I have oh, it written okay. down in a different no, order. We, we, we can do it that way. No, we can't. We got to stick to the script. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be I'll be brief. Uh, bonfire burning point was the penalty on Reddit Cramdy in the end zone. Uh, O'Shea challenged it. Some people don't like the challenge. I know you and I were kind of debating it uh, 
you know, via text during the game, Schnitzi. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just not the right penalty. Cramdy is entitled to his space, and he didn't do anything to encroach on, um, I think it was Hatcher. Is it Hatcher or Rhymes? I, I don't, anyway, I don't the receiver space it didn't uh, played it played it well. Um, the back judge, I think, just miscalled it. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, you Go didn't ahead. like the challenge because uh, it's a difficult one to overturn on video review. That's right. I That's thought it was a true. BS call. I I agree with you there. I didn't like the call at all. I hated it, but. Yeah, I didn't like the challenge because I just didn't think there would be enough to overturn it. And they're they're not going to overturn those unless there's clear and obvious evidence. And so I just didn't think it was there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Is that your Westwood ride to the right? Something you didn't like in the game? My Westwood ride to the right is the Kolaris fumbles. Just didn't okay. love the fumbles. I mean, what I think one of two of them was was maybe a little more on him. I just didn't like fumbling it in the in the red zone you never like to see your team give it away in the red zone that's crushing and it happened twice in a row i think they happened back to back on back to back drives buddy um so that was my westwood wide to the right or those were my westwood wide to the rights good nights wide to the rights uh right. bonfire burning guns out what <laughs> bonfire burning point i'm gonna throw this one out there tell me what you think Drops back, that's right in his face, and he has a touchdown. Drew Wolitarski at the goal line, and the Bombers are right in this football game. Yeah. Just this capped a nine-play, 70-yard drive lasting three minutes, 31 seconds. Right in front of the, midway the through, or as you see there, yes, uh, late in the play. fourth quarter. Had just enough time to stick the bring Winnipeg there. to within three. And with 2.20 remaining, it was far from decided. Far from decided that uh, Winnipeg had enough time to, to get there. But... That was the bonfire burning point to me. Uh, just that was the moment where it really looked like Winnipeg could win, mm-hmm. even with two twenty remaining and still trailing by you know a, a field goal. And for me, I mean, it, it's it's that's maybe a one B. Why one A is is on the ensuing drive for BC. They go for it on third down and they get stuffed by the bombers and for me that's the burning point because then the bombers come and turn um tie the game at 26 and then as soon as as soon as we lost the toss ironically in overtime and we were going to go first i just had this feeling that the all we had all the momentum db the the bc lions had only mustered 83 yards of offense in the entire half i just thought it was uh <laughs> okay then well as Fozzie bear would say waka 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 indeed <laughs> your babies that's good waka waka i love it um <laughs> waka waka is continuing with brilliant comments but yeah i thought the burning point was uh, stuffing them on third down buddy I, I like that one too. Hit the live chat, everybody. Let, let us know your bonfire burning point. Uh, it's not that TSN other thing. It's the bonfire burning point. That's let right. us know uh, yours tonight. Uh, well, with Waka Waka comes. 
the Happy Honker Award. Happy Honker, baby. In homage to the late, great Cactus Jack Wells. A uh, moment that brought levity and joy to tonight's game. Um, some people mentioning in the live chat, the amount of blue and gold supporters in the stands True blue believers, as I talked about right off the top of the show, believe in blue. The Bombers are believing in themselves. Those fans are taking those sometimes cheap flights from Winnipeg to Vancouver and never cheap hotel nights in Vancouver uh, and making the sushi and a Blue Bombers win worth it. Uh, and uh, great to see all of those fans making making the uh, the pilgrimage absolutely that was that was my happy honker was all the blue but like you could see them in the stands my god they were everywhere yeah it looked yeah. like half the stadium was full of blue bombers fans it was incredible i know you ran out of your friend's house but when uh you know to to get home to do the show but when Kalaris talked to tsn after the game he said it was unbelievable uh and incredible i think were the words he used to describe all those fans that were we're at the game and, and have that, um, you know, have that, uh, that support travel mm -hmm. two time zones. Mm -hmm. uh, west. Waiters says his happy honker is seeing Janarian Grant back. I like that. Yeah. I like Grant, that. Grant, I mean, I, were you surprised to see them use Grant on offense after he got injured on offense in the first place? Yeah. I was. Walby and I talked about that on the pregame show too. And if you guys haven't watched Game Day Winnipeg, the pregame show, go go check it out. Uh, we we get into some good debates. Uh, and and um, you know, Walby's just a gem. He's he's got such great insight uh, oh, yeah. on really the game as a whole, both both teams, right? Um, uh, yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised. We talked about that. Uh, to you know, the the way he got hurt on kind of like a nothing don't need to be in the offense situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it works. He was pretty dang good. Um, I like this comment from Snurly. Snurly says, Katoy piecing out Rose on the TD was hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure Winston didn't like it or, or the Bombers or a lot of fans, but, uh, you know, Katoy broke a tackle or I guess, you know, like maybe it should have been a tackle, but it was more about swiping at the ball for Winston Rose. Um, and, um, you know, that that's what you do when you score, you kind of flash it in the face of your opponent. Right. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I've never had a problem with that. I mean, some people yeah. won't like it because it was their team, you know, it happened against their team. Uh, Vicky short says happy honker, Mike O'Shea going crazy with the Parker stop. Yeah. I right. love it when I love it when you get some emotion out of O'Shea, right? It's always going to be a highlight, yeah, and potentially a happy honker. Vicky, did it? Hey, did Vicky, it, how you doing? Did it screw with you at all when they show, like, on the TV broadcast, they show a play happening left to right, and then they cut to the bench, and O'Shea's like, yeah, you know, cheering from right to left. No. Because in BC, I think both teams are on the same sideline. Oh, are they just like the East Division? Is it the East Division? Yeah, in the East Division, the teams are on the same sideline. In the West, they're on opposing sidelines. Well, not in BC. Not in BC. I guess BC in is the, the East. Uh, I've never heard that before. In the yeah. East. Yeah, that's my understanding. Maybe people on the live chat can... Uh, 
smarten us up here. I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard that. So in the Grey Cup, when it was in Regina, you know, they were going to be on opposing sides. Um, but I think when the Grey Cup was east, they were on. The, mm, no, I'm wrong. I think for the Grey Cup, they're on opposing sides. But I think in the East Division, they're in the same. They're on the same side. I I think I've heard that somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Sasha pointing out that Zach Kolaris looked a little bit pissed off during. He that certainly did. I love TSA. it when he looks pissed. Yeah, you emotional. Know, I. I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's him pissed off. I think that's him still mentally hyper-focused. Maybe. You know? Maybe just like, engaged. Yeah. But it's just like, maybe pissed isn't the right her word, but like engaged and Zach Kolaris being, if he's engaged, him being engaged is kind of like. He's a killer. Yeah, he's got this killer instinct. He's got this look in his eyes, like, and you can see he's he's visibly different in an interview, like on a practice day, Darren. When you're interviewing him, he's calm, he's relaxed, he's kind of you know hesitant in what he says a little bit, even. But he is just lasered in post game. I, I think you're right. I think is. that's this is just yeah. gamer Zach, but gamer Zach is killer instinct in the zone, right? Yeah, Waka Waka says in in the zone. Waka Waka, killing the game in the live chat tonight. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of people killing killing it in the live chat. Yeah, it's uh, great to see. We're at Zach like... Zach just used up all that 420. <laughs> we're coming up on like 1,350 comments in the live chat. And like hundreds watching live. Uh, we were up to like 350 uh, early as we approach yeah. uh, 1.30 a.m. Central Time here. No in... kidding. Oh, my God. It's past my bedtime, DB. What the heck is it going is. on here? Yeah, I was going to say I've had about enough of you, and it's time to go to bed, Zach. <laughs> Fine, uh, then. I'll go to my bed. <laughs> uh, game balls, let's go. Uh, you only get a quarter dozen. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that because I have 13 game balls. They're a baker's dozen. One is for Brady Oliveira for 158 combined yards. I think he had 75 on the ground. I can't do the math. Uh, how many he had through the air, but like 80 something. Uh, you could pull it up if you want, but I, 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 I mean, he was incredible. And then the other 12 game balls go to the bomber defense. <laughs> the whole defense gets, you know, like it, it you can't just give it to the D line because without the DBs covering guys, you know, the, the quarterback isn't ripe for the picking and vice versa. I I just thought that the whole defense clamped down in the second half, Darren, and they really shut it down. 83 yards, like I said, in the second half. And until that, until that Dominic Rhymes last play for like 50 yards or whatever, they only had 43 yards of offense. So I just thought the defense as a whole really clamped down and it's a 12 man unit. It's not just the DBs. It's not just, you know, it's not well, just the I D will, line. I will give it to the 13th man. And I'm not talking about the fans. Uh, Richie Hall for the defensive adjustments. He and his staff employed at halftime. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, let, let, let me read you guys something here, okay? Uh, third quarter, 
Winnipeg opens with a seven play 38 yard drive, kick a field goal. Castillo from 37 yards out makes it 2013. Okay. Uh, BC steps on the field. Malik Clements gets a sack and it was still a 10 play drive, but it only went 42 yards uh, total or net. Uh, 23-13. So they had a 10 play drive. Okay. But settle for a field goal. Uh, Winnipeg responds with a five play 55 yard drive Castillo field goal. It's 23-16 BC two and out Grant with a nice punt return, uh, sets Winnipeg up with some good field position, uh, bets with the strip sack and Tehama recovers and, and brings it back 51 yards to, or pardon me, Tehama falls on it on the BC 27th. It was the next one he brought back, uh, BC another two and out. So Winnipeg's defense Allows a field goal on a long but not long distance drive. Then go force a two and out, force another two and out. And then it's another strip sack by the Lions defense. So Winnipeg's defense has to step on the field and continue to hang in and keep their team in it. And it's a two and out, but not out. The third down, Sean White kicks a... Uh, 40 yard field goal because uh, Sione uh, Tehama took it back 51 yards to the Winnipeg 32 yard line. So Winnipeg stood strong. They forced two and out, two and out, and then stood tall and forced BC into another field goal. So in the second half, they allowed two field goals, forced two two and outs, and then it's late in the fourth quarter. Drew Wolitarski caps a nine-play, 70-yard Blue Bombers drive, three and a half minutes off the clock to make it 26-23. That was my bonfire burning point. And then your bonfire burning point came on the next Blue Bombers defensive possession. Turnover on downs. Mizell runs for two. Adams runs for seven. He reaches the ball. Remember he reaches the ball? Maybe that was in the first half. Remember he reached the ball and Dunnigan mentioned, Mm -hmm. I think he got... He didn't. He was out of bounds when he was reaching that forward. Oh, that so right? you, you can't grant him that. Um, but yeah, so Winnipeg goes two and out, two and out, hold two plays and then a 40-yard field goal and then a turnover on downs. So BC had two, four, seven, ten plays and barely any freaking yards mm-hmm. in the second half. After that, you know, uh, uh, 42 yard drive, um, that white was able to, uh, cap with a field goal on their first possession of the, of the third quarter, Winnipeg's defense, uh, and Richie Hall's, uh, adjustments and his staff, uh, that's why I can give him my game ball too. Nice. So dang good. So Richie Hall. I love it. I love it. I don't know about you, but early in the game when people on social media were like, oh, the Bombers defense, they're not playing very well. What's going on? You know, how how come they didn't show up in the biggest game of the year? I understand VA was just, you know, gashing them. Okay, he had the axe out and he was just gashing. But Winnipeg, I thought, was aggressive. Maybe not on the back end, but they were aggressive at the line of scrimmage. and. They weren't able to produce, but I thought they were aggressive. I liked that approach. BC handled it incredibly well, 
and took advantage. But I liked the way Winnipeg put put all that together. Yeah. Um, I think they just added a wrinkle or made a small adjustment to a BC wrinkle in the second half, and it all kind of came together. Yeah, it's almost like they they just found that one little thing um, to make to make the defense click to to get BC off their game. Maybe they just found that wrinkle, right? Yep. Um, someone on the chat was saying that BC was faking the hitch and then throwing deep, or, or Vernon Adams was, and maybe they were able to scheme against that. I don't know, but whatever they did, it was it worked. Yeah. This Blue Bombers team, um, the reason they are championship pedigree every year for the last four years um, is because they're a team that just knows how to win. And yeah, they lose games and they make mistakes and they falter. You know, every team does. Um but there's something in the way that they you can coach guys all, you know, six ways from Sunday. I don't know if you can instill belief from coaching. I think that has to come organically. I, you know, and Walby gave me a lot of grief uh, on the pregame about using the word organically. But, uh, <laughs> he doesn't like organic. No, no. He likes, he likes bionic. Of, he likes the yes, that's right. <laughs> all the preservatives. Um, but it's Adam Big Hill. It's Andrew Harris, Nick Dembski, Zach Kolaris, Jamarcus Hardrick, Pat Newfeld, Rashid Bailey, Drew Olatarski. Uh, it's Brandon Alexander, Jackson Jeffcoat, Jake Thomas. It's a lot of those guys and amongst others, of course, I'm not going to name them all. I could probably name everybody, but some of those, I think those guys, Mike Miller, Jesse Briggs. Those are the guys that set the tone in the position groups on defense, on offense, on special teams, uh, and collectively in that locker room. You know, that, that, that's why this blue bombers team, they have belief because it's the CFL. It's the crazy football league. It's the CFL. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. You never uh, know what's going to happen. You never, ever know. You never, ever know. And if you don't know, where do you go? Come here to game day after dark. We'll break it Very down for nice. you. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, was a fun, fun game, fun night. What like just one of the one of the most memorable games I've ever seen, and and you know, for the good reasons, right? Like I try and forget about the bad ones. Of course, they're still in the back of my head, but but that's part come, of it. Yeah, I know, but 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 without the bad ones, you don't have the good ones and feeling this the highs like you like you have tonight. Like just to come back from ten down when they were out of it, unbelievable game by the Bombers, unbelievable heart and belief. Um. Yes, Waka Waka is the MOT MOP of the chat. If you if you're listening on podcast, folks, and and you're thinking, oh, that chat sounds fun. It is fun. Catch us live on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. This is where it's at. Yep. 
Yeah, and then you can watch some of the video highlights we uh, we pulled up as well. And you can see how Schnitzy is beaming from earlobe to earlobe today. Yeah, I am uh, beaming. So, Schnitzy, uh, I mentioned it a little bit uh, briefly on uh, Game Day Winnipeg, our pregame show, um, about Bonfire Midweek. And yes. we should speak more at length about that because, um, you know, group decision, you and me, brother. Yeah. We talked about it. Yes, not too. We can't speak too long about it because my kids are going to be up soon as Vicky Short so nicely points out. Thanks, Vicky. I know that already. And thanks, Rum Vicky. Hut. Another super chat oh, wow. from Rum Hut. Gives us 420, now gives us five bucks. Okay. I'll take the five. You take the 420. Appreciate you. Thanks, Rum Hut. Yes. Well, Darren, I know you have a lot going on with hockey. Uh, hockey is big. You're going to have, a, you know, lots of content and, you know, it's getting into the winter months. So, you know, I, I thought, or we both thought, you know, maybe midweek we could put a pin in it for just a little bit. Um, focus more on the hockey. I know you've also got some NFL stuff. Um, you're a busy guy. You've got the CJFL stuff with the rifles going. Um, I had to um, quit my I, job with the Bisons. I had to tell them I can't do you? it. Yeah, volleyball, basketball. Uh, I did one football game for them this year. Um, yeah, it's just too much. It's too much. You're and it's no fun, right? Like if you if it's too much, it's not fun. And if yeah. it's not fun, you know we're not doing it on bonfire. Bonfire it is, work. is all about fun. It's it's work, right? And this is your baby, so yeah, we kind it of is. agreed. Let let's put a pin on midweek for a little bit. Um, maybe we'll have some impromptu stuff, some off the cuff, not off the cuff, impromptu stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all good, buddy. We can, we can double down our energy on, uh, on, you know, after dark and you and Walby with pregame, uh, game day, Winnipeg. Uh, Yeah. So I just think it was just a bit of a editorial decision we made. Uh, sorry. I love this comment from Jeff Kabilis. I organically plan my day. LOL. Yeah. It's the way to live. That's the way to live. Yeah. Uh, I'm regretful. Um, Bonfire Midweek was what you and I put together when you approached me back in the day about, you know, you putting the, uh, you having uh, the Let's Go Bombers podcast, your very popular podcast, Schnitzi. Uh, here on bonfire and i said let's do something together that was bonfire midweek and um it's not going anywhere it, it, it's still around um but pre-game post-game every game that's what we got for you here uh, on bonfire sports uh going to the gray cup going to be there whether the bombers are there or not uh and you know uh new hockey coverage uh coming here to the channel uh trying to make sure it's what we want it to be before we roll it out, have a new contributor, um, Ryland Dick of fifth visuals, incredibly talented, uh, photographer, videographer, editor. Uh, we're going to be, uh, doing some stuff together, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I want to provide, uh, I want bonfire sports to be a place with a lot of good quality content, not just lots of content. Uh, I understand many people just want more. I don't blame you. But um, don't want to stretch ourselves too thin here, right? You need work-life balance. Uh, you know, do it, uh, do it nice or do it twice. You know what I'm saying? 
I know what you're saying, buddy. It's mm-hmm. it's a bit sad, but it's not it's not ending forever, folks. Maybe we'll get into it in the playoffs or Grey Cup or next summer and spring. You know, it'll it'll be around. Yeah, and Vicky Vicky's right. Your kids will be up soon. Yeah, I, the, the, yeah, she's right. I got to go to bed. Yeah, John Chan, two forty in the afternoon in Singapore. Uh, welcome. Have a great afternoon, everybody else. Have a great morning slash night. Uh, pre-game, post-game, every game here on Bonfire Sports. Bombers are on the bye, so Walby and I will be back with game day Winnipeg uh, prior to uh, Saturday, October 21st. Schnitzi, you'll join me in the post-game the rest of the way. Uh, regular season, playoffs, uh, maybe even Grey Cup. Uh, but I will be in Hamilton uh, all week uh, for the Grey Cup. And uh, yeah, it's your boy Bruce. He knows. What's up, Bruce? It's your boy we're going to do pop-up shows. You never know. Yeah, there you so go. I like that. Pop-up shows. There if, you go. If it's appointment viewing. Well, maybe not, but you can make it that by subscribing on YouTube and you hit the notification bell and then your phone just goes, ding, Bonfire Sports is live. There you go. It's easy. Just hit that thumbs locked up. In. Yeah. Keep it locked in. Keep it locked in. All right, Shinsi, uh, I hope you rest well, brother. I know you got uh, a new job to start soon. We're, we're both starting yes. new jobs. Yes, I have a new job I'm going to start in the next few weeks. I just have to wait for a couple of things to thank you. Thank you. A um, couple of things to line up for me and then I'm starting. So there you go. I'm yeah. on the up and up. Yeah. Give the thumbs up. Thumbs up, subscribe. You know when you were live, as Darren says. <laughs> Somebody line, listens the to way. the podcast. Somebody does the oh, yeah. show live and in person and then... Uh, yeah. And then listens to the podcast. That's Appreciate how much I love the bombers. I listen to all the content. Yeah. Even right. if I'm listening to myself and you, but more, yeah. more. Well, the bombers are in first place. They are 12 and four in the season. Lions fall to 11 and five. Winnipeg's magic number is one and uh, two games to go in the regular season. Looking like it will be a home date in the West final on November 11th at IG Field, a.k.a. the Madhouse on Matheson. We got you covered top to bottom here on Bonfire. Hockey coming, as we mentioned. Uh, So, hey, enjoy your weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, And Schnitzi, get some rest, brother. Uh, I do not envy you uh, having to be up with the kids tomorrow. (laughs) Well, it's my son's birthday on Sunday, and don't tell him, but we got him a bouncy castle. They're on sale on Amazon so we have to get a bouncy castle. We're going to put it in our freaking living room because it's so cold outside. He's going to be an absolute animal. And I hope he just exhausts himself and naps yes. on Sunday. You know, we might even put it out tomorrow because uh, we're just that excited to see him with this bouncy castle. So, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Just a wonderful, memorable game. And uh, DB, thanks to you for doing all the heavy lifting here. You You put the thumbnails together, the audio, the... The highlights, all of it. You you manage the chat. It's a passion project. I just get to come and you know, I get to I get to ride shotgun in a Ferrari, buddy. I just get to come <laughs> on here and yak. Yeah, right. It's great. So thank you. It's a shell of a Ferrari. There's no engine. Oh come on. It's great. <laughs> you you rock, brother, and uh thank you everyone on the chat. Happy Thanksgiving. And as always, Sayonara. <laughs>